This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. From Spotify Studios, this is Dissect, long-form musical analysis broken into short, digestible episodes. I'm your host, Cole Kushner. Today, we continue our serialized analysis of Damn by Kendrick Lamar. On our last episode, we dissected the album's opening track, Blood. There we unpack the ominous wickedness-weakness dichotomy that begins Damn, and the life or death consequences and our choosing between these two paths. We heard this opening sequence as echoing the teachings of both Jesus and the biblical prophet Moses. We speculated that weakness is the way that leads to life through selflessness, forgiveness, and peace while wickedness is the way that leads to death, through selfishness, vengeance, and violence. We heard in Blood's cryptic parable a cautionary story about an innocent man killed by a blind woman he was attempting to help. We suspected the blind lady to represent Lady Justice, the personification of a society's justice system. With that in mind, we extracted from the parable a number of layers of parallel meanings. On one level, it sounds like the story of Jesus, the incarnation of God who preached nonviolence and forgiveness that was ultimately assassinated by his own community and betrayed by its justice system. We also speculated that the parable echoed Kendrick's own story and the backlash he faced after the release of To Pimp a Butterfly, an album that attempted to help his community through nonviolence and forgiveness. Finally, we viewed the parable as representing the various ways different societies, from ancient Rome to modern America, react to the mistreatment and abuse of the innocent. In this way, we can hear the death and blood as evoking the recent killings of unarmed black men at the hands of police officers, and the American justice system that saw fit to acquit the majority of these cases. Ultimately, blood ends with a clip pulled from Fox News in which two hosts mock and criticize Kendrick's song, All Right. Lamar stated his views on police brutality with that line in the song, quote, and we hate the popo, want to kill us in the street, for show. Ah, please. Ah, I don't like it. The inclusion of this clip seems to confirm our suspicion that the parable in blood in part reflects Kendrick's own story following the release of To Pimp a Butterfly. We're left wondering how our newly proclaimed prophet would react to such criticism, and how would he now lead his people in the face of ongoing injustice? Would he continue to be inspired by the butterfly and preach weakness, or would the backlash he faced have him feeling betrayed, inspiring him to turn his back on his prophetic role and revert to only looking out for his own best interests? It's with these questions in mind that we proceed into Dam's next track, 
the subject of our episode today, DNA. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Cocaine quarter piece, got war and peace inside my DNA. I got power, poison, pain, and joy inside my DNA. DNA is written by Kendrick Lamar and produced by Michael Williams II, better known by his alias Mike Will Made It. The first half of the track is centered around a guitar playing a simple but ominous melody. This riff accents the interval of a minor second, an extremely dissonant interval. Accenting this interval gives DNA its dark tonal quality. Accompanying this guitar part is a synth subtly harmonizing a fifth above the main riff. Both the guitar and synth are supported by an 808 heavy drum track. This minimal yet monstrous sounding beat provides a beefy backdrop for Kendrick Lamar's version of a braggadocio rap track. Braggadocio rap is a classic hip hop form in which a rapper boasts about his personal attributes, particularly his sexual prowess, wealth, and toughness in comparison to other rappers. Braggadocio rap has been criticized for having a limited subject matter and is often cited to argue against the creativity or talent needed to create hip-hop music. Artist Jay-Z addressed this notion directly in his book Decoded, comparing braggadocio rap to a sonnet. Quote, Sonnets have a set structure, but also a limited subject matter. They are mostly about love. Taking on such a familiar subject and writing about it in a set structure forced sonnet writers to find every nook and cranny in the subject and challenged them to invent new language for saying old things. It's the same with braggadocio and rap. When we take the most familiar subject in the history of rap, why I'm dope, and frame it within a 16-bar structure of a rap verse, synced to the specific rhythm and feel of the track, more than anything, it's a test of creativity and wit, unquote. To Jay-Z's point, Kendrick's DNA is a creative and unique take on the braggadocio rap form. To boast about his personal attributes, Kendrick continually plays off of DNA, or deoxyribal nucleic acid, the molecules responsible for the genetic coding of human beings. DNA resides in our cells, which are incredibly small, so small in fact that the average human consists of over 100 trillion cells. Yet, if all the DNA within just one of these cells were arranged into a single straight piece, that DNA would be nearly two meters long. Kendrick very cleverly structures his lyrics on DNA in a similar manner to the tightly packed molecular structure of biological DNA. The majority of the song's lyrics are incredibly compact, at times just short sentence fragments that move from idea to idea rapidly. But as we'll see in our analysis, when you examine the majority of these compact lyrical fragments under a microscope, they each contain an overwhelming wealth of information, rich with complex historical references. Thus, like biological DNA, the song DNA will contain a number of these compact fragments that when viewed as a whole, display the genetic coding that makes Kendrick Lamar who he is today. In an interview with Big Boy TV, Kendrick spoke about how the DNA he inherited from his father Kenny Duckworth inspired the spirit of the track. 
where is your mind at? What does DNA mean to you as far as when you're writing that? It was just the attitude, the attitude of being uh, confident and putting that in lyrics and putting that over record. That's all it is. And where does where does that confidence and that DNA where does that come from? I think that that part of me was definitely the side of my father for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, he coming here. He's he's loud. <laughs> he's extra. I heard uh, that. He's the he's he's the start of the party to the end of the party and you know he's confident about where he come from and of course that father's dna runs through you definitely the fact that kendrick's confidence comes directly from his father plays into the fact that as we'll hear kendrick has inherited traits in his dna from his biological predecessors however throughout dna we'll also hear references to his environment specifically his childhood in compton california and the effects that it had on his development In this way, DNA is a complex examination of biological inheritance and environmental circumstances, that unique and critical interplay between nature and nurture that makes us who we are. And before we dive into the song's lyrics, we should first remember that DNA comes directly off the heels of the Fox News clip at the end of Blood. Thus, DNA feels like a direct response to that criticism. Why Kendrick would choose to respond to Fox News through a deep philosophical analysis of who he is seems to be in line with Kendrick's response to criticism about his art and message in general. I say this all the time, for people who take that out of context or, or take anything I say out of context, and I'm not even blaming the magazines, I'm blaming the people listening to it or reading it. Know who I am first, understand where I come from before okay. you make any remarks, because I've, I've been through a lot and I've seen a lot, and Isn't where it? I come from, we, 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 I've done a lot to, to, to tear down my own community. Uh-huh. So. For you to not recognize that and, and see a 100% flip, please learn it. Kendrick encourages his critics to know his story and where he comes from before they pass judgment on him. And for those like the Fox News commentators who are ignorant to how he came to be who he is, Kendrick is going to let them know and then some here on DNA. Ah, oh, please. Oh, I don't like it. I got, I got, I got, I got Poison, pain, and joy inside my DNA. I got hustle, though ambition flow inside my DNA. I was born like the repetitions of the word I got that begin DNA establish that this track is going to be a boast about the things Kendrick possesses. But unlike material possessions, Kendrick boasts about his genetic traits, rapping, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Thematically, this line is one of the most compact summaries of the persona that Kendrick has constructed over his previous two albums, specifically in their conclusions. Good Kid Mad City ends with Compton, a song that celebrates his devotion and loyalty to his city, family, and day one friends. He also expresses his royalty in Compton's opening lines. Now everybody serenade the new faith of Kendrick Lamar. This is King Kendrick Lamar. King Kendrick and I meant to my And so at the conclusion of Good Kid Mad City, Kendrick establishes the loyalty to God and his city that lead directly to Kendrick's new status as royalty. These themes of loyalty and royalty also played out over to Pimp a Butterfly. Specifically, at the conclusion of that album, Kendrick redefines the N-word to mean royalty, thus suggesting that all black people have royalty in their DNA. N-E-G-U-S, definition, royalty, king, royalty, wait. Listen, N-E-G-U-S, description, black emperor, king, ruler, now let me finish. And so we hear in the opening lines of DNA, Kendrick summarizing the conclusions he drew about himself and his people through his previous two albums, 
At the same time, we also recognize that I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA comes as a direct response to the Fox News critique we hear just before these lines. It would seem that the mockery of his music has Kendrick feeling defensive, triggering him to aggressively and defiantly reinforce his status as royalty, who remains loyal to and proud of where he comes from. Kendrick continues DNA rapping, Cocaine quarter piece got war and peace inside my DNA. By coupling cocaine trafficking with war and peace, we assume Kendrick is referring to his experience in Compton and the drug trafficking and gang warfare he witnessed there. Saying these things are in his DNA implies that he inherited them, and we think immediately of Kendrick's father, who was a member of a Chicago gang known as the Street Disciples, as well as Kendrick's uncles who were affiliated with the Pyru and Crip gangs in Compton. While Kendrick never joined a gang himself, his family legacy of gang affiliation has filled Kendrick with tendencies that are both positive and negative. And to this point, we also recognize the duality of war and peace in more universal terms, and Kendrick throughout DNA will totter between his instincts for both conflict and harmony, violence and compassion. Case in point, Kendrick continues rapping, I got power, poison, pain, and joy inside my DNA. I got hustle though, ambition flow inside my DNA. Again, Kendrick is reinforcing here the inner conflict and moral complexity that exists inside him. And as the next line suggests, these conflicting attributes seem to have been present since birth. Kendrick says, I was born like this, since one like this, immaculate conception. Here, Kendrick contrasts his own birth and early childhood to the immaculate conception, the first of several biblical references we're going to find throughout DNA. The Immaculate Conception refers to the claim that Jesus' mother, Mary, was born without original sin, a term that itself refers to the inherited human tendency of choosing wickedness. If Mary was born without this original sin, it would mean that she lacked this tendency of choosing wickedness. As a result, Jesus could be born free of wickedness and is therefore able to choose weakness. This, of course, stands in stark contrast to Kendrick's conflicted family heritage we discussed previously. We might then wonder why he'd compare his own birth to the Immaculate Conception. This gets clarified in the following lines, I transform like this, perform like this, was Yeshua a new weapon. It would seem that even though Kendrick's DNA shaped his character from birth, he's still capable of being transformed or reborn, so to speak. We saw such transformations play out in both Good Kid Mad City and To Pimp a Butterfly, so it's no surprise that he connects his transformation to his rap performances implied by the line, perform like this. Kendrick then suggests that his own act of speaking words that inspire transformation is actually a weapon, specifically Yeshua's weapon. Yeshua is the Hebrew name from which the Greek name Jesus is derived. In Hebrew, Yeshua means Yahweh is salvation. Yahweh is the name of the God of Israel. Claiming himself Yeshua or Jesus' new weapon implies that Kendrick views himself as an instrument in service of God. This is confirmed in a conversation Kendrick had with Zane Lowe. And when I say as a weapon, I always felt like God used me as a vessel, period. You know, whether to show my flaws, whether to show my intellect, um, to show my pain, to show my hurt, um, to share my stories, to share his message. You know, I could say the nastiest thing on record, period. But I still feel like that's a vessel. You need to hear that because 
I can't sugarcoat the reality of what's going on out here. I can't sugarcoat the reality of uh, my imperfections. These are ideas that's coming way beyond me. Man, that's just how I feel about it mm. since day one. As we just heard, Kendrick believes that God uses him as a vessel in order to share God's message with the world. Kendrick believes he shares this message by offering all of himself to his listeners. This provides insight to why he's beginning Dam with a detailed account of his blood, of his DNA, and all of its flawed complexities. As DNA continues, Kendrick plays off the word weapon, rapping, I don't contemplate, I meditate, then off your fucking head, this that put the kids to bed. Having just claimed to be an instrument for the teachings of Jesus, who we know preach nonviolent self-sacrifice and forgiveness, these lines come as a bit of a surprise. By definition, contemplation refers to the thoughtful observation of external environment, while meditation focuses on a person's internal environment. Most Westerners tend to be acquainted with meditation through Buddhist practices. However, Christianity actually began as an Eastern religion with its own tradition of meditation, mostly centered around chanting biblical poetry. Such meditation was declared in the book of Psalms to be a way in which one can turn away from wickedness and be blessed. Quote, Blessed is the man who does not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand in the path of sinners, or sit in the seat of the arrogant. But his delight is in Yahweh's commandments. On his commandments he meditates day and night. For Yahweh regards the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked ends in destruction. Unquote. Due to his conflicting and flawed DNA, Kendrick's form of meditation does not lead to avoiding the way of the wicked. Instead, his meditation swivels into a pun on premeditated murder, as Kendrick decapitates his enemy and knocks out the rest of his rivals as if they are children being put to sleep. After displaying this contrast between both the peaceful and violent tendencies in his DNA, Kendrick will double down on his killer mentality. We'll dissect that mentality, along with the rest of the first half of DNA, right after the break. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Welcome back to Dissect. Before the break, we discussed DNA's first few measures. There we heard Kendrick describe both the positive and negative attributes in his DNA. After lines about decapitating his opponents after a meditation session, Kendrick continues to display his killer mentality. Kendrick says, I got realness, I just kill shit because it's in my DNA. I got riches building in my DNA. Here, Kendrick seems to be claiming that his life is real by virtue of his tendency to kill. As Kendrick dives deeper into his instincts toward violence and greed, 
We hear for the first time evidence that wickedness has produced great suffering even within his body. He says, I got dark, I got evil, that rot inside my DNA. Kendrick then says, I got off. Paired with the previous lines about dark and evil rotting in his DNA, I got off seems to insinuate that he's committed a crime without being convicted. It stands to reason that Kendrick is talking about getting away with murder. On the track Mad City, Kendrick asks whether we'd believe him if he confessed to killing another black male at the age of 16. If I told you I killed a nigga at 16, would you believe me? Or see me to be innocent Kendrick you seen in the street with a basketball and some now ladies to eat. On the track The Blacker the Berry, Kendrick further insinuates that he killed another black male when he was younger. It's important, so why did I weep when Trayvon Martin was in the street? When gang banging make me kill a nigga blacker than me? Hypocrite. Based on these tracks and past interviews, we don't know whether Kendrick actually personally murdered someone or just feels responsible for the murder. Either way, the guilt from Kendrick's troublesome past has left him with a troubled heart. But ever the contrarian, Kendrick follows the lines about evil rotting in his DNA with lines about his perpetual wind streak. Kendrick raps, I just win again, then win again like Wimbledon I serve. Kendrick uses the image of a tennis match to describe his conflict with an unnamed opponent. He plays off the tennis term winner, which refers to an exceptional shot that an opponent is unable to handle. Kendrick continues by doing donuts in a sports car. He raps, yeah that's him again, the sound that engine is like a bird. You see fireworks and Corvette tires skirt the boulevard. Comparing his engine to a bird is a reference to the whistling sound from turbo engines, while fireworks likely refers to the flames emitted from shortened exhaust pipes. We should also note in this passage the change of perspective Kendrick sneaks in. He begins by saying, I win again, but then in the Corvette lines he switches to the third person, saying, yeah that's him again. He does this sly switch of perspective to set up the next line, which introduces the second person pronoun, you. This allows Kendrick to now take direct verbal shots at a stereotypical opponent, perhaps inspired by the Fox News commentators. He says, I know how you work. I know just who you are. See, you's a bitch. Your hormones probably switch inside your DNA. In BDSM, the word switch refers to someone who alternates between dominant and submissive roles. The implication is that Kendrick's opponent only acts like an alpha male amongst weaker individuals. Whenever he approaches Kendrick, his erratic hormones cause him to become Kendrick's bitch. Kendrick then moves on to further dismember his opponent, rapping, Problem is, all that sucker shit inside your DNA. Daddy probably snitched. Heritage inside your DNA. Backbone don't exist. Born outside a jellyfish I gauge. In addition to calling his opponent a bitch and a switch, Kendrick alleges that his opponent's father was a snitch. Snitch is a derogatory term that refers to someone who disregards the rules of the street by reporting illegal activity to the police. Snitches are seen as weak individuals who are incapable of standing up for themselves as if they have no backbone. Kendrick thus determines that his enemy has the DNA of a spineless jellyfish. As the verse continues, Kendrick turns the focus back to himself. Jellyfish, I gauge. See my pedigree, most definitely don't tolerate the front. 
Shit I been through probably offend you. This is Barla's oldest son. I know murder, conviction, burners, boosters, burglars, ballers, dead, redemption, scholars, fathers, dead with kids, and I wish I was fed. Forgiveness, yeah, 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 yeah. Soldier's DNA. Kendrick raps, see, my pedigree most definitely don't tolerate the front. Should I've been through probably offend you. This is Paula's oldest son. In contrast to the spineless and fake tough rival in the previous lines, Kendrick can trace his pedigree through his confident father, Kenny, and his mother, Paula, who endured numerous struggles to get Kendrick and his siblings where they are today. Kendrick then goes on to itemize the legacy he received from his parents. He raps, I know murder, conviction, burner, boosters, burglars, ballers, dead, redemption, scholars, father, dead with kids, and I wish I was fed forgiveness. In an interview with the Rolling Stone, Kendrick commented on this specific line, saying, quote, I can't tell you the shit I've been through without telling you the shit I've been through, unquote. The implication here is that if he were to detail his tribulations, he might incriminate himself and others, so instead he keeps the events nonspecific in list form. At the end of this list, Kendrick shows a brief moment of vulnerability by admitting the one thing he wished his parents had nurtured in him, the ability to forgive others. At this point, we're not sure who Kendrick wishes he could forgive, or what caused him to realize the value of forgiving others. It could be that Kendrick, as Yeshua's new weapon, is struggling with Yeshua's or Jesus' greatest weapon, forgiveness. Jesus famously taught his followers that if they did not forgive those who offended them, God would not forgive them of their own offenses. Judging by DNA thus far, it seems clear that Kendrick is not yet ready to forgive his adversaries, making it impossible for the forgiveness of his own sins. At this point, we should remember that DNA began as a response to Fox News. We also recall that Kendrick just admitted that guilt is eating away at him, possibly due to his involvement in a capital offense. Hence, if Kendrick cannot make peace with the conservative opposition, he will likely have difficulty finding peace of mind. Without the ability to forgive, he will not be able to choose weakness and will be resigned to live in a constant state of war. This idea of ongoing war leads us into the next line, wherein Kendrick asserts that he has a soldier's DNA. We think first of Kendrick's father, whose home city is nicknamed Chirac, a blending of Chicago and Iraq. We think also of Kendrick's childhood in Compton, which Kendrick has described as a war zone. Finally, we might also think of the trauma endured by soldiers and the post-traumatic stress disorder many of them live with. Having experienced his share of trauma growing up in Compton, something he documented on Good Kid Mad City, we might speculate Kendrick suffers from some form of PTSD himself. As the lengthy verse of DNA continues, Kendrick explores his childhood years more deeply. In this section, Kendrick shows that despite the drastic change in his family circumstances in the present day, there's a clear continuity between who he was as a child and who he is now. He says, born inside the belly of the beast, a reference to his birthplace of Compton, California. Belly of the beast is yet another biblical reference, this time to the story of Jonah, the prophet who rejected God's call and finds himself inside the belly of a large carnivorous fish or whale. Kendrick then states, my expertise checked out in second grade. This is likely when Kendrick was seven years old, the year he became an older brother. When talking about his childhood in interviews, Kendrick has said he often spent time by himself contemplating his environment. This unusual maturity he showed from an early age led his mother to nickname him Man-Man. In the same interview we referenced earlier, 
Kendrick explains how DNA was in part an attempt to understand himself at the age of seven, the age his mom began calling him Man Man. There's three type of themes in that, in that record. Um, it's me recognizing the, the world around me. Yeah. Um, it's me recognizing the lifestyle mm -hmm. that I've, I've grown to see mm -hmm. and, and, and indulge in from mm -hmm. time to time. Mm -hmm. um, from a famous perspective, um, to coming to grips to the idea of knowing who Man Man was, you know, as a seven-year-old boy and figuring out who they see as Kendrick Lamar, you know, and taking all these different aspects and, and, and personalities from my own perspective, from me, from my soul, and mm -hmm. putting them in the record. Kendrick continues DNA rapping. When I was nine, on sale motel, we didn't have nowhere to stay. At 29, I've done so well, hit cartwheel in my estate. Here, Kendrick shows the degree to which his circumstances have changed in the span of two decades. Having a baby brother and living in a motel at age nine were likely factors in developing Kendrick's maturity and ambition at a young age. 20 years later, these traits have led Kendrick to such great success that he could purchase and live inside a mansion. The imagery about doing cartwheels, something we do as excited children, illustrates how his wealth has allowed him to recover a part of childhood he never enjoyed due to his family's financial hardships. Kendrick continues, and I'm going to shine like I'm supposed to, antisocial extrovert. As we mentioned earlier, Kendrick often preferred to be alone in a corner of the room as a child. This antisocial behavior often masked the fact that Kendrick's attention was always turned toward his external environment, particularly the complexities of his family members. At the same time, Kendrick also describes himself here as an extrovert, a term for someone who primarily obtains gratification from outside of themselves. Kendrick's extroversion is often on display when he performs as a rapper and feeds off the energy of the crowd. The internal conflict between being antisocial and an extrovert suggests that even when Kendrick chooses to surround himself with people, he may still feel antagonistic and isolated. Kendrick continues, an excellent mean the extra work, an absentness what the fuck you heard, and pessimist never struck my nerve. Here, Kendrick seems to display how his antisocial extroversion prepared him to work hard toward excellence. While such dedication might mean he was absent physically, he was never absent-minded. Rather, he preferred to avoid the pessimists who fail to recognize the ambition that flows inside his DNA. As DNA reaches the conclusion of its first lengthy verse, Kendrick recites three lines rich with meaning. Kendrick says, and Nazareth gonna plead his case. Here, Nazareth refers to Jesus of Nazareth. Pleading his case likely refers to the trial in which Jesus pled innocent to false accusations. It's unclear what Jesus' trial has to do with Kendrick until we consider the next line. And Nazareth gonna plead his case, the reason my power is here on earth. The implication here is that Jesus' trial has led to Kendrick having power on earth. When we outline Jesus' trial, it becomes clear why Kendrick has asserted this notion. Jesus was accused of claiming to be the king of Jews, an act of treason. Despite his pleas of innocence at trial, Jesus was ultimately put to death. Upon his resurrection three days later, his disciples asked Jesus whether he'd use his power to restore the kingdom of Israel. In response, Jesus said he was going to ascend to his throne in heaven and would instead bestow power upon his followers. Quote, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses, 
even to the remotest parts of the earth, unquote. This, of course, adds substantial context to the lines, the reason my power is here on earth. According to Jesus, the Holy Spirit is the power that comes down from heaven to his followers on earth, Kendrick among them. Moreover, Jesus claimed that the Holy Spirit came to earth to enable Jesus' followers to serve as his witnesses, meaning that his followers would tell others about Jesus' life just like someone called upon to testify in a legal case. They would in theory tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. This leads to the final line of DNA's first verse. Kendrick says, Salute the truth when the prophets say. As we've mentioned before, the main function of a prophet is to convey a message that's inspired by a given spirit. In the same way that spirits can be good or evil, they can also convey messages that are either true or false. This is why Jesus clarified that the spirit he sent down to his followers was the spirit of truth. Quote, When the Comforter comes, whom I will send you, the Spirit of the truth who goes out from the Father in heaven, he will testify about me, and you will also testify. Unquote. As we heard discussed earlier in his interview, Kendrick believes that his own life is being used as Yeshua or Jesus' new weapon. In that same interview, Kendrick explains how the words he says come down from a power much higher than himself. It's, it's out of my hands. These words, you know, they're not just made up words. You know, when I say I sit and I, and I live with them, you know, and I really zone into them. These are ideas that's coming way beyond me. And that's just how I feel about it mm. since day one. The higher power that Kendrick refers to is likely the same spiritual power of truth that Jesus promised to send his disciples. So we can see how the final three lines of DNA's first verse are a potent summary of Kendrick's role as messenger. He says, And Nazareth going to plead his case, the reason my power is here on earth, salute the truth when the prophets say. This all implies that Kendrick believes that his power is the spirit of the truth that comes down from God. The spirit is what enables Kendrick to serve as prophet and endure the trial of slanderous accusations from outlets like Fox News. After this dramatic conclusion of verse 1, DNA transitions into a chaotic bridge that features several layers of vocals. Salute the truth from the prophet, say. I, I got loyalty, got royalty inside this is my why DNA. I say that hip hop has done more damage to young African Americans than racism in recent years. In the midst of the chaos, we hear emerge the voice of Fox News host Geraldo Rivera. The audio clip comes from the same news segment that played at the end of the previous track, Blood. Geraldo claims that hip hop has done more to damage young African Americans than racism in recent years. This critique against hip-hop in general seems to have struck a nerve with Kendrick. As we know from studying his discography, music is responsible for saving Kendrick's life and a large part of his cultural inheritance. Kendrick defends himself by saying, I live a better life, I'm rolling several dice. Lines that seem to embrace his hip-hop inheritance. Specifically, the rolling several dice line likely refers to CeeLo, a form of illegal street gambling in which players roll three dice. These kinds of dice games are popular within urban black culture, and references to dice games run throughout the history of hip-hop. One of the better examples is in the song Casualties of a Dice Game by Big L. As the name of the song might suggest, Big L describes sore feelings from a dice game that trigger a cycle of violence in which Big L, three other young black men, and one police officer end up getting shot to death. Given the history of crime and violence caused by dice games, 
Kendrick's assertion that he's rolling several dice further associates Kendrick's DNA with the subversive heritage of urban hip-hop culture. At the same time, rolling dice could be alluding to Good Friday, the day that Kendrick released Damn. After the trial that found Jesus to be guilty, the same trial Kendrick just referenced at the end of verse 1, soldiers were given orders to execute Jesus by hanging on a cross. Jesus prayed for these soldiers by saying, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. However, these soldiers seemingly paid no attention. In the very next sentence, the soldiers proceed to roll dice to gamble for Jesus' remaining clothes. If Kendrick is making a reference to these events, it would further emphasize that he has quote-unquote soldier's DNA, and like the soldiers of the Bible, he's ignorant of how to receive forgiveness, thus his irate reaction to Geraldo's comments about hip-hop. As the chaos of the bridge leads to its climax, Kendrick recites a powerful couplet. Let's have another listen. Kendrick raps, This is my heritage, all I'm inheriting. Money and power, the maker of marriages. Given the reference to hip-hop culture we just heard, these lines seem to further express Kendrick's inheritance of hip-hop culture. This would explain why Kendrick claims that his inheritance is tied to three common themes of braggadocio rap, money, power, and sex. Furthermore, what distinguishes these lines is not just what Kendrick says, but how he says it. Kendrick uses what's known as a triplet flow. A triplet is a rhythmic grouping of three notes. Ta-ta-ta, ta-ta-ta, ta-ta-ta. Despite its use by hip-hop artists like Bone thugs and harmony and 3-6 Mafia, the triplet flow has seen a recent resurgence in popularity, particularly in trap music, spearheaded by the rap trio Migos. By defending himself and the culture at large against Geraldo's defamation of hip-hop while using a triplet flow on a trap beat, Kendrick is cleverly and effectively embodying the culture of hip-hop circa 2017. By doing so, he's not just defending himself against Geraldo's critique, he's also defending the hip-hop community at large. DNA's chaotic bridge ultimately transcends into the song's second half, which features an entirely new musical landscape. The transition into this second half is accentuated by a 5-to-1 countdown sampled from the launch of Freedom 7, the space flight that made Alan Shepard the first American to reach outer space. Including the space flight countdown adds tension and drama leading up to the venomous explosion that is the second half of DNA. A second half will examine note by note, line by line, next time on Dissect. Dissect is produced by me for Spotify Studios. Today's episode was written by Femi Olutade and me. Song recreations by Andrew Atwood. Audio editing by Eric Bass and me. Original theme music by Bureaucratic. You can now stream all the original Dissect themes composed by Bureaucratic on Spotify. Just click the link in the show notes. If you enjoy Dissect, please tell a friend about the show and be sure to say hi on Twitter and Instagram at Dissect Podcast. You can also purchase Dissect merchandise at dissectpodcast.com. 
Okay, thanks for listening, everyone. I'll talk to you next episode.